welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. One Nation Sports. Yo, what's good? This is Wale, and this is One Nation Radio. Yeah, I know. Welcome to One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Not too much, man. Uh, we just sitting here uh, chilling. It's uh, Friday night. Yeah, it's Friday night. Friday night, and uh, we should just play the Young Gun song in that case. Oh, wow. Well, it's been a very, very big week in wrestling. Like, in the ring and out the ring, as uh, Cena would say to Orton. Uh, we've got a lot to to run down. Um, good thing we waited till Friday and we didn't just pop this up like the Wednesday or we would have missed like the biggest news of the week. But um, I honestly would have liked to have avoided this. But okay, yeah, um, we got a we got a lot of stuff to get to, including give him a little rundown. We got obviously Hulk Hogan, uh, Brock and Taker, Cena versus Rollins. Touch on the G one real quick. The Kevin Owens and Kevin Dunn controversy. Uh, Battleground, which was the pay-per-view, um, even Marie's debut, and Daniel Bryan's health. So, um, James, where would you like to start? We don't often let you pick where to begin. <laughs> I mean, it's not, there's no choice. You gotta talk about this whole Hogan shit. Alright. So, let's do it. Well then. Okay. Um, okay. The National Enquirer released details from the controversial tapes that led WWE to parting ways with the controversial, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, the sex tape. Yes. Uh, those of you who don't know, Hogan's on trial right now in the Tampa Bay area for um, some type of sex tape that I think he's trying to sue. He's suing Gawker for for $100 million over a sex tape that of him and um, Bubba Love Sponge, Sponge, who is like wife. Nash, yeah, wife. Just we got to clarify that. But Bubba Love Sponge is like one of those people, like. He has a name nationally. Like, if you say Bubba Los Ones, they know who they are, even though they necessarily, never necessarily even heard him. Mm-hmm. But he's, you know, he was pretty much like the, or was, probably still is the biggest radio personality that ever came out of Tampa. Mm-hmm. Which is weird that we live here in this area. All right. Um, then, um, Hogan in the video was reportedly mad at his daughter, Brooke, who he accused of sleeping with a black man. Yeah. Um... The transcript. Well, that's not the issue. Yes, the issue is what he is what he, what he goes on. Um, so Hogan said something like, "I guess we're all a little racist," and she's making some real bad decisions now. Um, my daughter Brooke jumped sides on me. I spent two to three million dollars on her music career. I've done everything like a jackass for her. Um, Hogan continued, uh, he also said, the one option Brooke had, Brooke's career besides me, is to sell beach records. I don't know what the hell that means. Um, Hogan also talked about how a black billionaire guy had often offered to fund Brooke's music career, and then he goes on to say, he's quoted as, I don't know if Brooke was fucking the black guy's son, uh, I mean, I don't have double standards, I mean, I am a racist, to a point, fucking N-words. Uh, but then when it comes to nice people and shit, whatever. <clears throat> According to their sources, Hogan also said, 
Uh, I mean, if she'd rather, I'd rather if she was going to fuck some N-word, I'd rather her marry an eight-foot-tall N-word worth a, with the E-R, mind you, um, worth a hundred million dollars, like a basketball player. I guess we're all a little racist. Effing nigger. So, um, I'm yeah. Just, I'm sorry. Put me into it. Yeah. You edited it yourself. Every, every, no, every no. one of them, except the last you, one. You edited it where you, yes, it was like, I'm going to make sure it's not as harsh where I'm not going to say both, but I'm going to say either effing, either I'm going to say fucking N-word or, or F-word. It was nigger. something. I don't, under, like, I don't understand. I, what are you doing? I, I, I was under pressure. You know? <laughs> I was under pressure. I was sitting there like, why is he even editing himself? Like, don't we say nigga a lot on here? No? I, I'm sure we do, but but okay, okay, but um, Go well, ahead. Uh, it's different when you're reading uh, nigger than saying it naturally, almost. Um, yeah, and he like okay. I think there's some a couple more things that are going on. With well, that's, okay. that, no, that's the gist of it. People, like, that's, that, that's pretty much the gist. Like, if you haven't heard of it, that's so, pretty much, like, that's that's informative enough for people to go from there. So, WWE has fired Hogan, mm-hmm. um, told him to go to hell. They removed his name off of profiles, they kicked him off tough enough. Um, nope, they pulled his merchandise. Pulled his merch. Uh, they're they're taking him out of the Hall up. of Fame. They're taking him out of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, from what I heard. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, uh, pretty much all it is is a click of a button, yeah. so it's not that big a deal. Wow. They, uh, okay, um, how big a deal is this, James? I woke up and I was pretty shocked, and are you, for? What, I would wait. just need you to hit him with that reel right well, How big, what do you, so, do you mean how big is it in reality, or how big is it as far as it being a news piece? Both. As far as news piece, is a big deal. I mean, this is probably the most newsworthy thing that's happened in wrestling on a national scale since... Ultimate Warrior died. Holly Warrior died, yeah. Um, or Lesnar resigned, one to two. This story's going to last for a couple of days. The Lesnar thing was really more of a, oh, okay, that guy's still doing something. Okay. Um, now, I mean, because I was just looking at, looking at stuff. Like, he was getting picked up. I mean, he was on Good Morning America. ESPN dropped something on it. Um, you know, SB Nation. Yeah, like Omi. Yeah, so that was you know the biggest newsworthy piece probably since um, Warrior died. Um, now it's the re- now the reality of it. I mean, how old is Hogan? Sixty what? Sixty one. Sixty one. Did you really think that he never said it before? <laughs> like when it comes to it, like honestly, when it comes down to any honestly. When it comes down, we find out why any any non-black person is that that said nigga before. Like, is it is it just a thought of? I understand you can't. You know you have to obviously. One nope, they shouldn't be saying it. I get that. Yeah. And obviously they deserve a bit of you know, being taken down a peg or whatever. However they however they get is how they get it. Whether it's Raleigh Cooper or whoever else. For me, is like, is it is anyone really sitting there naive, like shocked that they're, you know, that Hogan's never said it before, or that or that find out that Hogan's ever said it before? Cause I, I don't yeah, really think that's I, what it is. I just really think it's more of a, I, mean, I really think it's more of a look. 
WWE can't really be having that, so gotta get him out of there. Now, the funny thing for me is just like, wow, they, yeah, Hulk Hogan, get out of here. You're fired because of something you did seven years ago on a sex tape. There's so many ironies. Like, it's not the sex tape that got him fired. Right. Well, they actually, won't put no, actually, the The sex tape is out, and he got hired when people knew the sex tape was already out, I believe. Yeah. Meanwhile, you want to put China in the Hall of Fame because of a sex tape. Yep. I understand the sex tape is a lot more inflammatory towards WWE. Um, and then two, we always have the YouTube clip of this yep. man calling John Cena a nigger. We, we can pull it up right on WWE Network right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, what are we doing here? You know, ain't no big thing. Like, and we also, and also, did you hear the the, the Who Kid? footage yes i heard that one first and i was like if that's what they're mad over i'm not tripping over that well but it would be like wait a second this was out like years before it's the same thing like both these things are boss <laughs> how you doing yeah what's good in the hood just hold it down trying to take care of business keep it up my nigga yeah yeah this man there you go this man what was that 2006 2006 survivor series yeah anybody want to go look it up um, one Who was the black guy in the background I was shocked? Booker T, ironically, <laughs> which was my next <laughs> point. <laughs> Booker T came out on Twitter, and earlier he was saying about how he was ashamed the N-word should be abolished. So he's on that shit right now. It should be abolished from the English language. Um, don't, and, go where you're, don't go where I think you're about to go with that, because people change over time. People get in line over certain things. Like, he was like, 20 years ago, he made a huge mistake by saying something he shouldn't have said on national TV. Oh, you TV. said that? Okay, yep. acknowledge it. Okay. I'm shocked go. by the statements made by Hulk Hogan. It's unfortunate, but that's something he's going to have to deal with. I don't know about you, but when it comes to blackness and wrestling, I think of Booker T. But <laughs> What? Yeah, I don't know I why. Mean, he's black. I mean, I, I guess that's somebody you can be like, yeah, sure. Like, I don't think of The Rock, you know. Okay, I mean, you can think of The Rock, you can think of Booker T, you can think of Virgil, you can think of Junkyard Dog. Yeah, I Did you say Virgil? No oh, God, We're, we'll get to that later. But um, yeah, Coco Beware. There's millions of black people in wrestling. None of them champions, but just yeah, there's a bunch yeah, of them. No, yeah, lots of them. Um, <laughs> so he thinks the N word should be eradicated from the English language. In his opinion. Um, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. Um, yeah, just thought I'd mention, but. I'm not going to stop looking at Hulk Hogan. I'm not going to look at him any differently. Um, I've been thinking about it all day, how I wanted to approach this. And he's still Hulk Hogan to me. He's still, you know, entertained me for years and years and years. And it's quite an antithesis to the Donald Sterling uh, fiasco. Because Sterling didn't have exactly a Sterling reputation. Um... And Hogan is so beloved by so many people, young and old. I think he's going to get a pass in the long run for this. Oh yeah, Hogan's not. This isn't going to be the. the this isn't going to be the end of Hulk and Mania or anything like that. I honestly, I honestly feel like he got fired, and then he'll be back in like a year or two or three or four or five. Like this is going to be something that um, is 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 going to basically. This isn't a Chris Benoit situation. People are acting like that. Okay. Like, um, it's unfortunate that we have to keep going into this race thing in wrestling, but it's... You talking about in general or just on this show? Both. But I, don't think that, I think we talk about it more than any other place. 
Yeah, if you want to come hear about your racism and wrestling, come to One Nation Radio. <laughs> you know. Um, but I don't know how many uh, podcasts being hosted by two brothers out there. So, you know, there's quite a few, but don't know too many. Um, but in other news, uh, I just want to, James, how do you, how do you feel about Hogan? Is it going to change how you look at Hogan at all or anything like that? Uh, it's just more information. Uh, um, I don't think they're putting this on his tombstone. It's, Here lies a guy who said the N word. Like, not even, all right, <laughs> if we're giving a, uh, if we're going to give a, uh, uh, if we're going to eulogize him, yeah, this I don't even think this even makes it onto the sheet of paper. Yeah, to be honest with you. I mean, if we're going like, if we're going to be out here adding the fact that someone says something racist, now the difference between saying being a racist saying it saying something racist. Like, did he say something racist? Yes. Do I know if he, is he a racist? How the hell would I know? Virgil actually came out on Twitter and said, Hogan's not a racist. He's treated me better than anybody has ever treated me in the business. And, you know, a lot of people, uh, I mean, Mick Foley came out supporting him. Uh, yeah, there's been a bunch more. George Foreman came out and, and, and said the same thing. My yeah. thing is this. Um, just because a black person said that someone's not a racist does not mean that they are not a racist. Yes. Um, so, for, so for me, like, as I said before, did he say something racist? Yeah. Is he a racist? How the hell would I ever know? Yeah. And I just take it as that. Um, there's been so many situations where it, where people have said stuff. Um, and just because you say something doesn't make it who you are. So, and I, I think we all know that. This is something that happened. There's, there's just so much outrage right now. Like, and, we'll fake, and fake outrage. Time will tell if more stuff comes out, then we can come back and make it, uh, maybe make another judgment. But, as of right now, he said something he shouldn't have said. I'm kind of like, it's so, it's so much stuff going on right now. Like, or there's always been so much stuff going on. It's kind of like a white person saying nigga, like, almost doesn't rate. Like, it pop, like it's a blip on the radar. Right. It's a blip. We but got, like, we, it, it doesn't, it, my, my spider senses are not tingling. Supposedly, off, we got like, people hanging this. themselves in jail cells right now. Yeah. Supposedly. Certainly. Yeah. Like, um. <laughs> and, we, and the funny thing is, me and you had a conversation off air about that. About that kind of stuff, like, and I said, bro, every other week, some pops up, and sure enough, the next day, yeah. So, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, like I'm, st- like, he did something. He did something bad. Okay, he did something bad, and that's what it is. Move forward. All right, all right. Um, so that's gonna be it for the Hogan talk. Um, we'll go into some other news. Uh. Kevin Owens. Um, <laughs> Kevin Owens and is now he, he tapped out the Cena at Battleground, uh, concluding their series, which I've uh, kind of named the Flair versus Steamboat of this era. Um, that that three match series they had. Wait, didn't Steamboat and, and Flair have a million matches? But there's like three notable matches they had. Oh yeah, okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, <clears throat> and. He was booked to lose by submission, and that led us to this news story that broke Monday morning about Kevin Dunn um, and Kevin Owens, and supposedly the internal war between Kevin Dunn and Triple H, because once Triple H gets control, Kevin Dunn is pretty much out of there. Those of you not in the know, Kevin Dunn is the executive producer of WWE, of the television, um, and it was a headline, Machiavellian Forces within WWE want Owens to fail. What was that word again? Machiavellian. 
Machiavellian. Excuse Machiavellian, me. Machiavellian. Something like, like that. Like Tupac. Yeah. 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 Pac. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and they tried to humble Kevin Owens, and he, uh, like. Well, I mean, you to, heard. I mean, you heard the same um, podcast I heard with Meltzer, with this, with it was basically what was the um, what was the newsworthy. Um, excerpts that were taken from the transcript of that, it was, yeah. and it pretty much said there's two schools of thought. More yeah. or less, I'm I'm, some, I'm paraphrasing. There are two schools of thought on the powers that be on Kevin Owens' future. There are people that be, that believe he's going to make it. There are people that and other and there are other people that don't. People that don't think he's going to make it are giving him every opportunity to prove that he can't make it because they don't want to be known, known as, as person, haters, pretty known much. as people that stifle him. And I mean, I don't under. To me, that sounds like the case for literally every other guy that ever comes or comes through ever. Mm-hmm. I would assume. Then, I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure there are people that actually, you know, they do something stupid to, to, to basically kneecap somebody. But that doesn't sound like kneecap. That sounds like, all right, we're gonna get my opportunity, and once he fucks up, then we'll be like, yep, we're right. Yep. And supposedly Kevin Dunn has been, you know, behind the bury quote unquote burials of the divas. Um, and recent NXT call-ups like uh, Adam Rose and Bo Dallas, and he'll bury anyone who's a threat to his position. Um, and it's believed that Triple H and Stephanie will replace him as soon as they gain complete control of WWE. And in NXT, they're not just, like, they're basically building a production squad to replace that new production, or replace that production squad. I don't know if you knew that. Mm-mm. But but I knew those guys were all basically, everybody that was on NXT, like, job-wise, were, were all basically getting trained and they're and they're gonna basically be that new production team, pretty much to replace and get the boys out of there. So, um, if this is the case, like Kevin Owens or Kevin Dunn got to go. Like, is he? He was also responsible for a lot of that diva search stuff that was just like absolutely degrading and terrible. Just awful. Look it up on YouTube. But he's uh, he's public enemy number one uh, on the internet right now. You have a you have a smile on your face, James. Well, I don't think he's public. I mean, what? I, I, I mean, we have somebody that just shot up a, a movie theater the other day. Hey, hey, hey! Like, that's like we got to do this on scales here. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> within within the wrestling world, he's like, yeah, he's probably the enemy number one thousand and eight. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they uh, they they got to figure something something out with this. Um, the solution, I think, is just giving Triple H control and getting the fuck out of, out of the way. But um, for some reason, uh, Kevin Dunn has Vince's ear, and he will have it. I think Kevin Dunn's dad saved uh, the tape library. Well, isn't he the EP for the sh- for Raw? Before that's how he got his job for life. No, but what I'm much. saying, you say he has he's, he has Vince's ear for some particular reason. Like, well, isn't he the EP of Raw? Yeah, and Jim Cornette hates him. Well, you know what? Well, I mean, the EP is basically the, the person running the show. Yeah. Like, I always okay. thought that Vince was the EP. Yeah. I thought they haven't done just like the second, like the person that's actually like doing the stuff, telling the coordinating for Vince. That's always what I thought it was. I thought it was Vince backstage saying, do Kevin, this, do Kevin this, Dunn hates, this shot, da, 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 and then he's basically like, Doing Vince's doing what Vince is telling him to do because he doesn't speak all St. Louis legend. The night all St. Louis legends were there, the NWA champ as a tribute to St. Louis, which by the way 
We we got all these guys here. People want to see them. He's going to know who they are. You just fucking drop over. Nobody's going to know who they are. <coughs> oh, God damn you. I hate you, motherfucker. I wish you'd just fucking drop over and burst into fucking flames. He said no one will know who they are. Nobody's going to know who they are. Jim Cornette hates the guy to say, uh, the, if you guys didn't understand that. But, um, they, um, Battleground, we can just hop into that pay-per-view since we are on Owen Cena. It was another great match. Um, yeah. It was like they let him kick out of the super AA. So, what do you think of the finish? Because that's pretty much the only thing people really have writing about when they. I finish. understand why they did it. Like, if if he couldn't beat him with what else? What else was in Cena's arsenal left to beat him with? And that's you know, I wouldn't have let Kevin Owens tap out to John Cena. I would have you know, I would have let Owens cheat to win. My thing is this. If he's not going to be turned face, why can't he tap out? His heels kind of tap out and faces don't. That's the difference. When it When's the last time Brock Lesnar tapped out? Monster Hill. Never look. When's oh, the last, Monster Hill? When's the last time he's been put in a submission? Uh, Triple H uh, had him in a submission in two thousand what thirteen. Undertaker put him in the Hell's Gate, didn't he? Yeah, and he powerbombed him. Cena put him in SCF. Oh, yeah, he slapped on good, actually. Yeah. Well, wait. That was... What's his name? Interfered, though, right? Rollins. Yeah. Rollins interfered. Yeah. Was that during the AA, or was that, that after was the night AA? Champion. Was it, was I think it was in the... Uh, when he had the hold in. SCFU. I think when he had the hold in. I mean, either way, it's Brock Lesnar... He's Kevin Owens. <laughs> what are we talking if they, about? If they keep treating guys like that, they're never they're gonna have like if you think about it right now, WWE has more great upper mid carters than they've ever had right now. And you know why? Well, thi- because they won't ever let them break through. Well, my thing is this. Okay. Everyone just becomes a guy. But I mean, your point was, what's he gonna put him away with if he don't put him away with a fucking super AA? He should have. He should have. He should have got pinned off of that. Yeah. But they, they said, all right, so my question is this. Isn't the thing supposed to, the story is supposed to be, wow, look how impressive it was that he did not get taken out by a Super AA, but he tapped out. And people's response is. He was buried. He was buried because he tapped out to it. Like, people are people are forgetting. Like, he's what, won WrestleMania matches with that move. Like, people are forgetting that he, like, that never happened. People are just forgetting that Super AA, him kicking out, ever happened. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. I, I. I, you know what it is. Like I understand, <laughs> I understand like me personally, I probably would have had Kevin Owens win. That's not what he went with. And they decided that he's basically just gonna be impervious to attitude adjustments. <laughs> so something has to get him. Alright. Alright. Um we also had uh his opponent, John Cena, will be face off pretty much against Seth Rollins. We had uh, we'll come back on the next segment with that, but um, in the main event <laughs> of uh, Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins, um, I had a major problem with this, and it was it just seemed so so forced, so so much of a quote unquote money grab that I don't think people really want to pay for at the time until Monday Night Raw happened. But 
when I when you saw the Undertaker pop up, what what went through your mind? Well, for me, like because there are so many theories going on about Sting's gonna sh- like think Sting's gonna be involved in the SummerSlam, Undertaker's gonna be involved in the SummerSlam that I just didn't even think about. I was like, okay, whatever. And then, like, after going, was it, how far did they get into that match? Eight minutes? Nine minutes. They got nine minutes of that shitty match, and I'm like, or not great match, whatever, blah match. And then the last one, and my immediate thought was, wow, it's only 10, it's only 1040. Yeah. What, what are they doing? That was my initial thought. Not wow. The other thing is here. It was wow. Right. It's 1040. What are they doing? Right. Um, I was just like, I can't believe they did this. So, uh, I, I, I mean, my main issue was the night that it happened. The main thing with me was like, they tried to, it seemed like they were trying to turn Undertaker heel. And I was like, yes. Yeah, bro. They're not, no one's going for that. Yes. Like, I don't know about you personally, but I, I'm cheering for Lesnar in this field. Like, under no circumstances should be Brock Lesnar be losing to this 50-year-old dude that he's whooped his ass his entire career. I mean, if you want to make the argument that Brock Lesnar, like, he owes Brock Lesnar this ass whooping, I mean, you, you can live on that. But I mean, that's, with w, WWE must have been real desperate for a main event at Summer, SummerSlam. That's I mean, what it looks like. They went to Brook, they're coming to Brooklyn, and if that wasn't the main event... Like you knew, you knew that SummerSlam the main event was going to be Lesnar versus Someone. versus to be announced. You can't really have it be Seth Rollins, given the fact that, like, like he was basically whooping Rollins' ass straight up, slapping him some skin. He whooped. He was. He, I mean, he beat the hell out of him for nine minutes, aside from like a flurry of kicks to the head. Yeah, super kick party. Yeah, Seth um, Buck. <laughs> so. And also given the fact that, like... Oh, yeah, the no, Super is done, bro. I, I know. Woo! <laughs> also given the fact that, like, just... Seth Rollins has been booked as a terrible champion. Yes. And, like, no one would watch that match going and think that he would win in a SummerSlam. Unless he got... Unless he, somebody screwed him. Like, Seth Rollins, kayfabe-wise, has no chance of being unless it's a screw job. And I remember, I think the other day, me were talking about this when it came to um, people's with buy rates for stuff. How Survivor Series 2011, right? 2011 didn't sell well. It sell underperformed compared yeah. to the year before. And they because blamed it on the main, they blamed it on Miz, Miz because the main event was Rock and John Cena versus the Miz and our Truth. People like people aren't going to tune in to think on the, on the chance of wow. Rock and Cena could lose to those guys. That would never happen. <laughs> the same thing with Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins if Seth Rollins didn't have any goons on the side. Right. And that's the way it was sold to us, that match. It's like, no one, like unless something happens, he has no chance of winning. And, yeah, they had Undertaker kick him in the balls. I was like, my God, they're trying to turn Undertaker heel. Then they played all that music on Monday Night Raw. To make it like something terrible happen. Yeah, like they, they play that, like, that. They play that. Oh, a heel, like a, a good guy got screwed by a heel, and I was like, "What are they doing?" They fixed it. Like yeah, when they went there, they they're gonna fixed let it. us pick. Like, but I'm looking at Undertaker like a heel. You know. So you're basically looking at him like Roman Reigns at Fastlane. No, no, no. Roman Reigns ain't kicking nobody in the nuts. You know, that's a bad guy. <laughs> okay. Sure. Break the law. Oh my god. Yeah, I, mean, I just um, I, I just, really the main thing for me was like, oh, so we're just not gonna get a good main event match. Gotcha. All right. 
So we're gonna go to a break. We'll be back to finish talking about Brock Lesnar and Undertaker, um, their Monday Night Raw skirmish and everything around that, the funniness and hilarity of, of it. Um, but and we'll be talking about even Marie, you know, and uh, a couple more things, and we'll go over Monday Night Raw. This is One Nation Radio, full life. Playing that explosive. Right. So, James, you just um, watched Eva Marie's re-debut in NXT. Uh, what are your impressions of All Red Everything? She's improved. Um... I like, Understatement. I, like the, <laughs> I, I I really dig the robe. That was cool. Woo! I don't I I don't think I've ever seen a flare robe that was red with black with the black feathers. That yeah. was so that was cool. Yeah. Um There might have been one like in the uh early two thousands, but I'm not too sure. Yeah, I wasn't watching it. Like <laughs> every time someone says I'm like I wasn't watching it. Right. Um but yeah, like, she's improved. I don't think I mean she still has a ways to go, obviously. Uh but I mean, I mean, at least she's, good start. At least she's trying. A good I'll give start. her that. At least she's trying. You know, she it's, could just quit. You know, there's, there's a lot. Of, there seems to be a lot of women on the roster just because of time constraints and how they treat women on the roster. They just don't get time to do anything. I mean, she's. I mean, she's doing stuff. So I'm good for her. Right. Um, but back to Undertaker and Brock Lesnar. Um, they had a huge mammoth fight on uh, Monday night. Basically, uh, Heyman comes out there and says, you can sell your soul to the devil, but your ass belongs to Brock Lesnar. The crowd loses it. Mm-hmm. He says that. And then all of a sudden, uh, for kicking that fuck shit, Undertaker appears. He scares from underneath the ring, yes. Yes. Um, so More magic. So, yeah. <laughs> More they're, magic. They're just doing magic tricks. I'm not trying to see <laughs> Brock Lesnar. They've been doing magic tricks for, for 25 years. Yeah, I, I'm tired of these, <laughs> these shits. Like, yeah, that man cut the promo went backstage and all of a sudden. So how the fuck did he get back out there? <laughs> yes. Like, like, where did he go? So, like, that hiding under the <laughs> ring theory, I don't, I don't know. No, like, trust me, bro. I guarantee you they were, like, during, during so one during of those. Battleground, you hit under the ring for four hours, right? Yes, I, I believe that. Yes, yeah, so I believe that. Out of here. No, what, I, what I imagine is. They, they're doing the, the crew is like moving boxes. Yes, <laughs> moving boxes like some yeah, like how you get fired on your day off. Yes, moving yeah. boxes. Yes. Yeah. So they uh, they, the fuck you doing stealing boxes? Fuck. <laughs> they're moving like trying to build a clubhouse. Yeah, they're moving boxes and and you know between matches and stuff off camera and you know one of the boxes had had an Undertaker in it. So there you go. Yeah, um, yeah. Then he pops up. Uh, he hits Lesnar in the face three times, and Lesnar's like, "You know what? Fuck the Scoop dumb him. shit. Scoops him." Um, and then the entire roster. No, no, no. That's not what happened first. What happened next was geeks assembled. <laughs> geeks. Yeah, geeks. All the fake ass. All the fake security. Like security guys that look like refs, which means they all look like dweebs. They just uh, they had black polos on. Yes. Like they were gonna break something up. Didn't work. Like y'all ain't security. Then Triple H was like, hey, "Get y'all ass out here and save this you know event." That, you know what that makes you think of? Seeing that type of security, that weak ass security. 
Remember, uh, remember Lil Johnny side boys. I don't give a fuck. Yes. Remember he said security step up, we'll crush them niggas. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, we found our song for segment three. <laughs> so that's it, you know. Also, like, nah, that ain't good enough. Let nah, bring yeah, all, bring, 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 the, bring the forces. Bring out. the non-star crosser. Bring, yeah, you know. I, I counted everyone out there except Cena, Orton. One, Sheamus was out there. It was. Uh, Seth wasn't out there. Seth wasn't out there. Was Dean Ambrose Roman Reigns out nope. there? Dean Ambrose Roman Reigns was not out there. there. Ray Wyatt wasn't out there. Luke Harper wasn't out there. That's because he's with. He's with him. He's about to be in Where, the they're, team. They're, yeah. they're like somewhere in the arena in the yeah. dark by themselves, <laughs> chilling, waiting for the light to come on for the camera to cut the promo in the smoke. Uh, yeah. I all think the, all the tag team guys were, were th- out there. I think everyone else on the roster was out there besides that, and they said that's like a clear picture of how they view all those guys, uh, geeks, mid carters. Um, it was funny to well, me wait, watching. Quick question: If Dolph Ziggler was there, do you think he'd have been out there? Yes. Okay. Uh, Rusev wasn't out there. I don't think. You sure? I don't think Rusev was out there. Huh? I'd had to rewatch it. I thought he was. But. There. The most interesting thing to me uh, when I was watching it, I was watching who was really, really getting in it. Like, like trying to break it up. Like trying to be physical out there and then see who was like assembling on the outside. Like, I'm, I'm out here, but I really ain't trying to get hit with nothing. A couple guys that I saw that was like in there, in there was like R Truth, Titus O'Neill. I saw Bo Dallas at the bottom of the Bo, bottom. yes. Uh, Slater, who is Bought That Life. I don't know if you've seen that new episode of Swerve. No. But he'll fight somebody. Good for him. Um, Mark Henry, did I already say him? No, Mark. I remember Mark Henry was saying something to, uh, to calm down. Yeah, Brock. he kept he kept saying stuff and it was R2 funny. R2 was trying to reason with Brock, which is funny. It's like, are they homeboys or something? We don't we don't know. Who knows? Um, and then Undertaker just kept slapping Buddy from the Ascension in the face over oh, and yeah. over. That's that shit right. was hilarious. Um, the look in Undertaker's eyes, like, it was instantly memed and up. They are both on the ground, and then Brock says, I'm going to kill you. Undertaker says, you're going to have to. That was fantastic. Yeah. Like, it was just so much fun to see these dudes, like... Just it, run it. Like, I think that, like, it, it reminded me of when, um, two weeks after WrestleMania 28, when, like, the Raw, after that mania, Brock shows up at F5's Cena in the show, and then the next week, Cena shows up and slots Brock in the mouth. Right. Like that's what they remind, and then they had to get the crowd to break it up, and that, that and you know, uh, Lesnar left Cena leaking out of the mouth for that. Yeah, but they were laughing. That, they were like the crowd. It was just fantastic. So I, I mean, I loved it. Now my favorite part was when they broke him up and they sent him backstage. They went to commercial. Yeah. They came back all of a sudden, and then they showed Brock Perfect walking timing. with his group. They showed Brock with his group, and all of a sudden you see Brock eyes eyes light up like, oh shit! And yeah. then all of a sudden you see Orange getting run to the frame like, yeah. yo, nigga, it's the rematch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, no, it's the rematches. Like this, it, it ain't over. Run it. Like it was just funny. Like no peace talk on site. We gonna run this forever to the end of time. Every time I see you, we gonna fight. This is the best like way they could have done this feud <laughs> because I'm not trying to see no no magic tricks. Uh, done on Brock Lesnar, who's the most legit superstar ever. Who, who, honestly, I said this to James off air. Like, I felt like Brock Lesnar shouldn't lose until he retires. I don't know how they're going to do it, but he shouldn't lose. Like, like, there's no one on his level. They just they booked him to this. It's their fault for booking him that, that strong. Like, so are you with this main event now or no? 
the fight convinced me. Okay. If they need, they so need to have a match. So they need to have a match. No holes barred. Well, I'm glad. They, I'm glad to know that that promo was as good as I thought it was because I thought that shit was fantastic. And because when you we talked about it before Raw, you were like, man, fuck everything. Yeah. Not, not fuck this match. Fuck everything. Fuck SummerSlam. This is bullshit. <laughs> like everything. Like, like, bro, okay. I can't believe they're gonna ruin Brock like this. Like, they're, like they're gonna compromise the way Lesnar's getting cheered right now. We're going to spend $5 million on this man for six matches a year just to do some dumb shit like that. Is it even six matches? Who knows? <laughs> like, come on, man. We've got, like, we got three or four from him this year so far. Wow, yeah. Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. Uh, three. You count nah. that one on Raw as a match? No, not that one on Raw, but the Beast and E's thing. Okay, yeah. Beast and E's. Um, yeah, um, that was... Uh, what it was. Um, Cena versus Rollins looks like it's going to be locked in for yeah. um, SummerSlam. U.S. Is champion. It, is it champion versus champion, though? They haven't just... They haven't put it out yet. Five weeks. We, we still got to wait for a lot of shit to I mean, happen. it's probably not going to be champion versus champion because they're going to probably do the whole thing where... You know, you know, you, you know what will you know really get the angle really hot as opposed to what they did on Monday? Two weeks from now, we'll just have Seth Rollins screw Cena during the during the U.S. Open match, yeah. and he'll lose the belt to Kevin Owens or yeah. somebody. Yeah, I don't have a problem with what that. What if he loses it to Heath Slater? That'd be funny. Woo! Yeah, Heath That'd Slater, after all this time trying to answer that open challenge, finally got it. Um, they uh, Rollins basically comes off like a like a bitch the entire time. Cena calls him out, and the people agree. Um, is Seth Rollins the right guy to get John Cena cheered? Uh, because no I one's mean, a bigger heel than Seth Rollins right now. I mean, people I hate so. that man, bro. But my thing is this: he gave him a he gave him a great comeback when he was like, "Look, man, I know what you're doing. Like, you're doing all this shit just so people finally like you. But yeah. like, no one's gonna like no one likes you, John." <laughs> John. Oh, on up. See, now I just brought up the whole times how many times he called him John, dude. And Ant Man, like Michael Douglas calls uh, <laughs> Michael Douglas's character calls Paul Rudd's character his name Scott so many times made me think of that. Wow. It, it, he called him that at least ten times. Called him by his name at least ten times. Like me and you talk to each other. All the time, Rich. Yeah. How do I call you Rich, Rich? <laughs> I don't know, James. Yeah, like, this. who does that? Like, this. Anyway. Um, also, in uh, this week's Daniel Bryan memorial moment. Oh, shit. Um, Daniel Bryan was on an interview with uh, Peter Rosenberg and the Masked Cheap Man, Pete. Cheap Heat. You may hear David Shoemaker's voice in the beginning of this podcast and One Nation Sports. Uh, you know, they... Um, had an interview with Daniel Bryan, and he says he's cleared by his doctors and his, his doctors, personal doctor. his personal doctor. Yes, um, but WWE refuses to clear him at the moment, so he'll be focusing on his comeback at the Royal Rumble. Um, did they, did he say that? That's kind of what it, what the goal is now. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, they can't put him in the Rumble. Like, they can't unless he's gonna win it. Like you cannot do that again. Like they can't be out here putting that man in the Rumble. Twice not a third. A, why not a third time? Go for it. Like Rocky Five, fuck up three times in a row, huh? The hat trick. Things happen in threes. The hat trick. Just Evil terrible. comes in threes. Evil comes in threes. Uh, which is, it would just be pure evil, pretty much. Dude. Um, they uh, Daniel Bryan's book dropped this week. Uh, yeah. Be picking that up soon. I'll be uh, ready to talk about it. Uh, but uh, 
Let's see, uh, where was I at? The main event of Raw. Um, it was Cesaro, Randy Orton, and John Cena versus Rusev, Sheamus, and Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Um, it ends up with Owens pissing people off, Bad News Brown style, and walking out. Um, <laughs> bad News Brown uh, Sheamus walks out and leaves Rusev out there to valiantly fight against three good guys. Three faces, yes. Yeah. Um, Lana comes out and... Um, no, save that part because we got to talk about that in like in a little thing too, on its own. All right. Um, so like, but let's just comment on the fact that you have a heel cup. I heard, I heard flexing from flexing from the bottom yeah. on all three faces <laughs> at the end. Like, what is that? And John Cena and Randy Orton are, look, are looking at like looking at all these guys. I like look at these young ass punks. Like, <laughs> like old man Cena and old man Randy Orton, just like just a homeboys. Like, like, like how how are we how are we just supposed to take this? <clears throat> Look, dude, I don't know. During the match, we were saying when these boys win, they better not be posing together. They better not be letting their hands touch like while while going up together. Like, and luckily Cesaro was in the middle of them, so you know, you know. I'm, I'm happy for Cesaro right now. Like that man, he's over as a face. Like they give him TV time. Looks like it's gonna be him and Kevin Owens at SummerSlam. Like I'm happy for him because it's like he's finally like doing what we always thought he could do. Like, and they're not actually trying to let you know. Worry about the other stuff, which is like the same thing they done with Randy Orton. Is like if we don't have to let guy, if we don't have to have guys talking. They're already over. Then throw Cesaro's ass out there because he's yeah. both of those. Yeah. So I mean, I, you know, and we, you know, we people have always complained, or people have complained for a long time, and we've had frustrations about where Cesaro has been put at over over the over the years. Oh yeah. And I mean, they finally said, "Hey man, forget that." So what if he can't? So what if he can't connect or talk or no? What if he? So Let what if he can't wrestle. talk? Let him do what he does. Rock there wrestle. That, that would be enough. And it <clears> is. Um. So uh, that was enough, and there was a little part in the match where uh, we'll, we'll start with the backstage interview. Um, so uh, Lana's backstage would give an update on Dolph Ziggler, saying he's now talking again, and doctors have assured him there's no permanent damage, and. Um, Summer Rae appears, and she looks like sing, single white female. She's uh, single white female, Lana, yes. Yes, uh, if, if you guys aren't familiar with that, she, she was dressed just like her. And with the hair up, the bun, I think she even put glasses on, if I'm not mistaken. With, this, with the, um, the skirt suit. Yep. The shiny, the shiny skirt suit. Yep. And then Summer asked Lana how she liked it. Summer says she feels smarter and dangerous. Then Rusev walks up like on the other side where Lana is, and he just has a look in his eye, like, "Damn!" Like uh, he walks up and tells Summer she looks beautiful. Yep. Then they kiss. All of a sudden, Rusev just looks out the corner of his eye while kissing and flexing him, like, "How you love that, Lana?" He's staring dead at Lana's face while kissing Summer Rae. How did Rusev get so awesome? It was just so good. Like it was so good. Like that's my favorite. Look. I understand, like that whole two the two commercial segment or the three sec every segment the Untracker was on was up there. But look, just for like a just for like a a, 15, a, quick, a like, fifteen second thing, like Rusev kissing her and then looking looking up one eye at Trey Lana was like, oh my god, you are such a jerk. Yes, yes, um, fantastic. Like Rusev is just like <coughs> incredible right now. 
Um, so, later in the match, the main event, uh, oh, Lana basically has to come get that heat back because she ends the segment with Summer <clears throat> slapping her, like, you know, yeah. right in the face. And yeah. Lana's just, like, cowering like a bitch, pretty much. And they can't have that. So, Lana comes out, walks straight up to Summer, you know, slaps her back. They start brawling. Yep. And no, he, no, she threw a, she took a shoe off and threw it at oh, her. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. She took the shoe off. Yeah. Um, and threw it at her. I thought she was going to get a slap back. But yeah, I she threw the shoe at Summer's face, and they brawled. It was, Lana had control, and Lana said, Summer, don't ever touch her again. And then Rusev is uh, hit with the attitude adjustment, hit with a Cesaro swing into a RKO, yeah. uh, which was quite a way to end the night. And fans popped for the ultimate babyface thing yeah. in the... Match, yeah, I have a question. three on one, kicking a guy's ass. Do you, <laughs> I have a question. Do you miss the good old days when guys, or sorry, when women, when they had high heels on, they would use it to try and spike people in the eye, strike a bitch. No, but spike people in the eye, like try to, like for example, they can't be doing that, huh? They Why not? They can't be doing that. I mean, they could sell it, just like they sell everything else. Yeah. Um, what else do we have on the card? We had the two Divas matches. Um, yes, we had two of those. We had Charlotte versus Brie Bella, and not a terrible match, but um, Brie Bella. Yeah. Brie Bella did her and uh, dragged down the match quality just a tad bit. Um, then there was a tag team match, which I thought was um, better. It was. The uh, Paige and Becky team took on Naomi and Nikki. No, Naomi and Sasha. Excuse me. Yeah. And um, she ended up tapping Paige out with the uh, bank statement, mm-hmm. which looked pretty good. Uh, what do you make of the women get more time? Happy. About It's about damn time. I agree. In the words of LeBron James and Evangeline Lilly, it's about damn time. All right. All right. Um, what else do we have going on? Um, Roman Reigns versus... <laughs> Uh, Luke Harper. So, basically, they've inserted Luke Harper in to start having these matches for Bray Wyatt on TV. Yeah. Uh, like they used to do back in the old days. Yeah, and then he'd come out here and outshine yeah. what the eventual match Bray Wyatt would have with right. the same person. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, there was like a bunch of big shit. Uh, DQ finish, and then Ambrose. Ambrose shows up, shows and, they start, up. and they start running outside. Yeah. Yep. That was That was interesting. Yep. Uh, that's good. Hopefully that's set up for something. Supposedly there's going to be another uh, member of the Wyatt family. They're talking about it might be Bo Dallas. They're Why talking about whatever. Why just be those four? They, Why do we need... Because WWE doesn't know how to how to trust their current guys to make something pop. <clears throat> no, They, they want to throw Sting's ass in there. But Okay. Before we even get to that part. If, even if that actually is true, right? The best scene for, for Roman Reigns... And Dean Ambrose, given where they are right now, is for them to be a tag team. There's and, nothing for them to do outside of that. Right now, yeah. Yeah, unless, unless, you're, going to, unless, you're, going to, unless you're going to turn Dean Ambrose, he'll have him face uh, Roman, Reigns. Roman Reigns and get Roman Reigns booed more than don't. Then there's nothing for him to do right now. Right. Might as well turn him to tag team. I mean, you can always pull Bray Wyatt in spot duty to fight any face at any given time. All you gotta do is go, go, out, and go out there and ruin his tag, his pay per view match. Yep. The person's gonna find the program. Yeah, that's the gimmick. Yeah. But Undertaker kind of infringed on if, that gimmick <laughs> a little bit on Sunday. Well, that match was good though. Uh, well, my thing is this: if 
you're going to um, if you're not going to go that route, continue going that route, go there. Wyatt, <laughs> then you may as well throw him in the tattoo with Luke Harper, right? And have them just kill people. And, and, and rehabilitate the tag division. Who could they pop? All right, if it's going to be Sting, basically the the Sting version of the Shield versus the Wyatt family. That man could just wear the all black Sting gear with the up top, like wear the full. <laughs> what if Dean Ambrose came out in Shield gear, like for the SummerSlam <laughs> match? So and then boys Why like not? match each other, like you know, just just for nostalgia, you know. So what if? Um, how do I say this? If it's not going to be Bo Dallas, which I hope to God it's not, who should it be? Give me like a list of candidates for people that could be as a third, the third, the third member, third member of the Wyatt family, third member of the Wyatt family. He's a third man. <laughs> you're you're not gonna like this answer, but I don't think he's doing else much else face wise. I'm on Neville. Uh, isn't he too you small? Give a, to, you give him a super high flyer to go with this. Neville be a Wyatt, though? Yeah, but, I mean, they had Daniel Bryan for a little bit. It was but part of a gimmick. Daniel but. Bryan's even bigger than Neville. Yeah. Height-wise, not as far as swole. Yeah. <laughs> to paraphrase somebody we know, like way Neville, Neville is way more swoller than Daniel Bryan. But still... <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know who else. Who else is out there? Let's see. I mean, I, I, I. How about the Big Show? Jesus, Big Show is a Wyatt. Oh my God! I mean, you always could bring up an NXT guy. Who do you bring up? Baron Corbin, right? <laughs> he has trouble growing hair, though. So does Bray. How about Wade Barrett? So does Luke. How about Wade Barrett? <laughs> Wade Barrett. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Anything to get him out of that is, king gimmick. Is he gonna walk out there with a crown on though? Nah, he got a dish gimmick, bro. He need the jumpsuit. <laughs> he gets you the jumpsuit, bro. Good plan. Oh you, you know the customary attire, the wide attire. Like you, you, you come as you are. You fight as your own. You know. Oh my gosh! Like, I you, can't. You fight. You fight in your regular clothes, dude. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't know what to do with that. I can't. That's like. That's like one. Who are people? I think I could imagine like. I can imagine John Cena being a, a being a member of the Wyatt family before I imagine uh, Wade Barrett. <laughs> John Cena. <laughs> Like, I'm, like, you can't imagine John Cena in a jumpsuit fasting and Wade Barrett? Because no. I do. John Cena's a good guy, man. So what? He's, so he's look, so was Daniel Bryan. Look what they did. Yeah, that was <laughs> bullshit, bro. Like, they really tried to, fu- to try to pull that shit, bro. Like, it ended up giving us, like, one of the best moments of the year, though. Like, in that cage, like, I rewatched that, like, you know, every whenever, couple months. Every, and whenever you feel blue about Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it's just like, like damn. Every, which is every freaking week before going to do this podcast. Remember, remember, Daniel Bryan will be back, man. He will be back, and he will win the belt again. Sure. So, you, know, you, know heard it here, you heard it here first. You know, if you wait long enough, Jehovah's going to come back, too. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wrestling Jesus, Daniel Bryan. He got to hear for it now. Yeah. Like, when that man came back, it was like, our Savior has returned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to get his ass thrown out by Bray. Bray Wyatt and Rusev. In like five minutes. That man came, was he 10? Came in at 10 and was gone before like 14. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was awful. Um, we're going to wrap this segment up, and we'll be back. Um, talk about some, you know, no hose barred shit. Uh, but this is One Nation Radio. We're going to watch this pull apart with Cena and Lesnar from a couple years ago in between the break. So y'all enjoy the music. We're going to go get that Lil John. I don't give a fuck. Because One Nation Radio does not give a fuck either. Full life. So, um, what you been watching lately on the network, James? On the network? Um, honestly, the last thing I watched was the pay-per-view. I'm pretty much, like, unless I get into the mood for it, like, I pretty much am only checking out the, uh, the pay-per-views. Pay-per-views. Yeah. Is there, what do you is the product at a uh, standstill at the moment? On the network or on on TV? On TV, like the future prospects. Um, I wouldn't say so. I feel like they're okay in a, in the on as far as when it comes to trying to sell a pay per view. Um, I would say they still have John Cena, they still have Brock Lesnar, and whoever they're gonna fight. Um, out. But, like, I feel like they have a good tier of guys below that. And, I, I mean, in all, in all, ultimately, that might be their biggest issue. Yeah. They have a whole bunch of guys that are... In the middle. At that threshold, and, just, and there's only two guys over the threshold, which is Cena and Lesnar. But, or an Undertaker, whatever he like, decides to show up. In Orton half the time. Yeah. But, yeah. They got to figure something out. Um, I yeah. think they're entertaining right now. They're putting on like I, I've liked the last few episodes of Raw they put on. I don't know if you caught it, but they put six new episodes of Raw from 1997 on Raw oh, or on, on the uh, network. Um, one where Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels were tag team partners facing the. Uh, um, you want to talk about some racist and offensive shit? That episode, ni- 1997, I need to play it for you right after this. So we're going to wrap this up but real quick. It? It's, it's absolutely rid- ridiculousness. Like, but, but um, it, <clears throat> we had Jerry Lawler making calling people fags, whatnot, oh on the air, uh, among other things. Um, we had a lot of, we had Farouk sitting down at the commentary table with Vince McMahon. This is square in that uh, middle of that Undertaker versus Farouk lead up to that. <laughs> so, yeah, why haven't I been champion, Vince? You know, all that stuff. Do you, do you, have you ever seen, do you remember the, uh, the, yes. the one promo they gave yes. in the middle of the ring with Vince? He was like, you ain't never, like, you ain't never, been a black, <laughs> never been a black champion. And then the crowd booed him. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right, they never have. And you know what? Boo! Yeah. So, um, make sure you guys check that out. Um, oh my God, America! <laughs> just, just the, the um, worst. The uh, the Raw was 1997, 
and it was May twenty second, I believe. I was watching, and no, it was the May twenty sixth edition of of Monday Night Raw. So that's the, will be the viewing for the week for you guys to check out. Um, hit us up on Twitter about it. I really don't got too much more to say. Really, they could just kid my ass. Did you ever see the? Um, do you remember the episode of Raw? I did a smack dab in the middle of like the Sean and Brett stuff, like at the end, mm-hmm. and like uh, it's the heart, new heart, you know, Heart Foundations around. It's like the beginning of DX, and um, you got the Nation Domination in the ring. You have the Heart Foundation on the ramp. Mm-hmm. And then backstage, yep. and they the called X. them the N word. And they, and they basically, you have Sean and <laughs> Sean and Hunter basically like saying that breasts are racist. And then he said, you know what? I heard the backstage said he, he said the N word. And then next thing you know, they zoom back on the rip, all you, and all you see is like the Heart Foundation back towards the Titantron, and and when that happened, you look lower, and all you see is like the Rock. <laughs> and then Farouk and D'Lo just charging, charging about to whoop their ass. Like, yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, and The Rock in one segment, and Triple H. Like, man. They, oh didn't know what, they didn't know what they had in 97. Sometimes. But, um. And Mark Henry. Yeah. Um. You got anything else to add, James? Because I'm really, uh. That's pretty much it for me. Um. Nah, man. I mean, I really don't have too much else to say. Yeah. Uh, but make sure you guys uh, try not to be racist out there. <laughs> um, you know, if you can't help it, just make sure nobody has a tape recorder. No one can hear you. You know. And don't do it during the, after a sex tape. Right. Don't do it after a sex tape. Don't do it after during a sex tape. After committing adultery with, like, your best friend's lady. Don't do it while you're with a woman that's dating Matt John or taking pictures with Matt Johnson. You might lose your NBA team. Um, but feel free to be a scumbag landlord if you like, because that won't really get you in trouble or anything. It gets you news. Yeah, that's about it. But um, yeah, it was a good week in wrestling. The G One climax started. Watched the first two days. I need to catch up on the third day. Classic between Kota Ibushi and uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and those boys went for the gusto. You want to talk about a great match where they don't have to hit a bunch of finish. There was one finisher in the match, and it was it. Um, they pulled a shocker with uh, Nakamura losing in day one against Carl Anderson. Uh, they are trying to throw us off the scent because Nakamura is pretty much the favorite. Uh, there was also another good match with Shibata and AJ Styles. There was also Yuji Nagata and Hanma, which was basically old man Yuji Nagata versus the comedic relief um, in Hanma. I want to see Hanma and Yano, uh, Toru Yano go at it. But um, I'm going to keep following the G1, as I said I would, um, and give you guys small updates as such. Uh, so look out for Nakamura to start coming back. If not, cancel New Japan World. Cancel <laughs> cancel Japanese Network. I'm going to start treating this shit like WWE. Oh, word. No damn Brian, nigga. Fuck this. Like, I mean, I'm not. You know, I don't really. You know, I don't follow uh, Japanese wrestling. But when you told me that he lost the first the first match of G1, I was like, okay, I know it's all round, round robin and all that kind of stuff. But I've never heard of that guy. I've at least like at least I would have like picked up. I would have heard of that dude. I was like, okay, gotcha. All right. Right. 
So um, let WWE had done that, they would have we would have killed him. Yeah, we that like him. in in this sense, it's like it's like Daniel Bryan losing to like Eric Rowan or no or Luke Harper. Like it just wouldn't make sense. Like it's not that Luke Harper's a bad wrestler. It just like wouldn't make sense. Like decent exactly. clean. Like uh, also another example would be like like a Wade Barrett just beat him clean. Like with his finishing <laughs> move. Like in the middle of the ring, like okay, like why we do this? But um, that's gonna wrap up One Nation Radio. Like I said, don't be racist. Um, hit us up on Twitter. Um, check out the articles, and um, we're gonna get up out of here. Later. Peace. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.